The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. He's on the ground. Me and Kenny are like, bro, don't die. Don't die, bro. We're going to get you help. We're going to get you help. Da, da, da. And he just like looks at us like, and you can just see the life coming out of him. And he's like, tell my mama. Hey, this is Matt Cox, and I'm here with Josh. Josh runs a prison channel called DOCTV. 813. 813. There 813. You go. <laughs> and uh, we're here to go over a little bit of his story that I had neglected to dive into the last time. Uh, we did a f- whole interview on him, and there was a whole thing that we just missed. So he's going to go over the whole story right now. and Or not the whole story. He's going to go over this one story, which is super interesting. And so check it out. Oh, that's the intro. Okay. That's kind of the intro. Know, we'll figure it out if it changes later. <clears throat> so... All right, so what's what's uh so just start going like now it's me talking. Uh yeah, yeah, he's probably gonna even leave all everything. If that just does it happen? What camera there do will I be, look at? Just look at you. Is that? He'll swap it out. Yeah. Okay, all right, here we go. Yeah. So so what's up, man? So what's up, man? I appreciate you having me on the channel. Uh, you know I'm gonna. You know he's not gonna cut that, right? What? That whole little exchange, like look at this camera. He's not cutting any of that. Oh, okay. He's just so you are like, what? Which one? Which? And then you go. Hey man, how's it going? With that? <laughs> it's like so. Sorry. Go ahead. Don't mind us. <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, I've been on your channel before. You know, we're we're friends. We talk a lot. So when we first did the interview, you we had talked about what I was going to talk about, and right. we forgot yeah, for me one. to mention like the one big story that happened. So for the people that are tuning in for the first time that didn't see the first interview, which I would go check that out first before this one, but. I lived a crazy life, man. Like I was in the streets, I was selling drugs, I was doing drugs, I was just living that carefree life, not giving a shit, right? So at this point in my life, I had already been convicted of an armed burglary, grand larceny. I was on probation, got out, was on that for like five or six years until I was an adult. When I turned 18, I when I was 18, though, I was hanging out with like older people. You know what I mean? I never really hung out with people my age. They were always older. So I was hanging out with this kid, Kenny, and he was my plug to get weed. So I would get like a pound off him or whatever. So we were really good friends. Him and his fiance lived together. So I would go over there, you know, like at least once a week to cop weed to go sell So one of our other friends was in prison at this time because he was robbing grocery stores and, you know, locking the manager in the room, taking the money and shit. Of course, of course. course. I mean, if I had a dime for every fucking every time I robbed a a liquor store or a grocery store, you'd be a millionaire. Yeah. (laughs) So anyways, this kid's about to get out of prison. He's been in prison for like five years. So me, Kenny and Candace, Candace was his fiance, where we would always hang out on the weekend, go to clubs, go out, usually get in, get fucked up, get in a fight and then come home. That's how it went every weekend. So 
Our boy Rob, though, is getting out of prison. So we I all we all meet up at Kenny's house. Rob got out. I think it was like a Friday or a Saturday. And we were going to go out like all of us hang out. You know, we just got out. So, you know, how it is. Right. People want to see you. So Candace, every time we used to go out, she would get really drunk because she knew her boyfriend could beat dudes like could beat people up. So she would talk mad shit. And that's how we would end up getting into fights. So the night that Rob got out, we're all in the house. We're smoking weed. And we're like, what do you want to do? And Candace like, oh, let's go to this club I heard about. So I was like, all right. So we all get in the car. It's like midnight at this time. So we drive all the way uh, north up into like Brooksville type area. Yeah. Like more north from Tampa. So we end up at this bar slash club and it was like 12 o'clock at night. They were having some like wedding rehearsal practice dinner there or something crazy like that. But they were all partying. So we went in. We're all partying. We're drinking. Uh, we were all on Xanax. So we're all kind of little like whatever. And when we're in there, like Kenny knows a couple of the people that were in there. So he's like introducing like, oh, this is my boy. Da da da. So we're meeting. And about 30 minutes goes by. And one of the kids that he introduced us to came back over to me and Kenny, we were playing pool. And he's like, Hey, didn't you just introduce that girl as your fiance, which was Candace right? Right, right. to him. So Kenny's like, yeah, why? And she's like, Oh, he's like, I saw her kissing your homeboy, Rob. Rob was the dude that just got out of prison. Okay. So me and Kenny are like, what? Like, nah, bro, that wouldn't happen. You know what I mean? So we're like, we, it's like a 50, 50. It could happen. It couldn't, you know what I'm saying? So we don't really know. So Kenny goes over to Rob and he's like, bro, are you kissing Candace? And he's like, nah, who the fuck said that? And Kenny, I guess, knew this kid, which come to find out his name was Eddie. I didn't, I didn't know any of this at this time. Right. So what had happened was when Kenny went back over to Eddie, Rob was all fucking pissed. Now he wants to fight the dude. And I guess they had knew, knew each other like from back in the day. So I don't know, but I'll, at the end of the story, you'll figure it all out once it all makes sense. So, Rob was like, where's he at? And he, the kid that told Kenny that went out into the parking lot. So Rob was like, well, fuck it. I'm going in the parking lot, too. So he goes out the front door. Right when he walks out the front door of the bar, boom, he gets dropped. There was a couple of his friends waiting at the door knowing that, like, he was going to get pissed and come out. Right. So I, I didn't know this at the time, but I'm going to tell the people listening so they, like, have an idea of how serious this situation was. So... When he went, when Eddie went out to his car and had his homeboys wait at the front door for Rob, he went into his car to get two guns and load them up because he was going to kill Rob at the, at the club. It, so they had, am a, I going to figure out why he did all this at the end? Okay. So, so there was a thing when they were doing the grocery store robberies and, and shit from, this is what I've learned, you know, from other people and shit, right. right? Cause Rob's not here and I didn't know the other kids. So they were doing shit and I guess they had got into some beef and that carried into both of their prison sentences. Eddie got out first, Rob got out. So then oh, okay. we didn't know all this at the time. So right. it's not making sense to us. We just think Rob's a piece of shit that is kissing Candace. You know, right. we don't really know. So me and Kenny see Rob get knocked out. And I look at Kenny and he looks at me and I'm like, bro, are you ready? Because this shit's about to get real. So we go over to the to the wall where the pool sticks are on the like the little thing on the wall. And we undo the pool sticks and put two in each hand. And we just run out in the parking lot and there's like 10 people in the parking lot waiting on us. So we're literally like the first time I walked out, I crack some dude in the head with the pool stick and then I run because there's like 
15, 10 of them out yeah. there. It's two of us plus a drunk chick. So he's doing the same thing and, and they're so just what's up with Rob? He's just passed out on the ground? Yeah, he was oh, like still he oh, was still so a little out. Yeah. So he does wake up when all this is going on. Kenny like ended up like knocking out like five or six people with the pool stick. So there's like <laughs> bodies in the parking lot. My friend Rob's like, uh, getting up. The owner of the club came over to me and he like grabbed me and he's like, You need to get the fuck out of here. Get your friends and get the fuck out of here. So I'm like Okay, well, I don't have the keys. Right. Rob has the keys. So then about that's when he was like stumbling around, not knowing where he was. And I'm like, bro, where are the keys? We got to go. So he goes over to the car and gets in the driver's seat. About this time, Candace, Kenny, the, a couple people broke up what was going on in the parking lot. They're calling the ambulance because there's fucking bodies laying. So I go over to the car to get in the front seat, but the front. Uh, passenger doors locked so I couldn't get in and I went to the back seat now this is God right here so like every other door on the fucking car was unlocked besides the front passenger door right right so I get in the back seat behind the passenger you mean, yeah you mean every every door on the car is unlocked oh, besides the passenger the, right, got right? It, got so uh, I get in the back seat Candace sits next to me Kenny gets over on the driver's side of the back seat so we're, we're yelling at Rob, bro, go, go. We need to get the fuck out of here. Like, we're going to get arrested and shit. So we end up leaving the club. And, and in my head, bro, like, I'm fucked up, but I know what's going on. And I know Kenny just knocked out, like, I think he knocked out a chick because she was trying to fight him with her boyfriend or some shit. So I know when we're, like, they're all talking. Like, Rob's like, what the fuck happened? Kenny's like, oh, I was knocking. And I'm looking behind us the whole time. I'm like, bro. They're thinking they just drove off and they're, they're good. You know yeah, they're coming for nah, us. Nah, bro, we, you're not going to knock out five people and someone's not going to come yeah. after you. You know what I'm right. saying? So about that time, I'm looking behind. I see headlights pull out of the parking lot. We just left. We're on a road, like a four-lane road. It's dark. There's no street lights. Like, this place is kind of out in the middle of nowhere. It's like they're town bar you know what right I mean? yeah so, there's tons of these oh, people in florida there's these little tiny towns just outside that yeah. are in the middle of nowhere yeah so we were in the middle of nowhere and we're driving i see the headlights and i'm yelling at rob because he's trying to figure out like the radio or some shit and i'm like bro they're coming like look and they're like nah bro you're tripping da, 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 da. so i'm like okay so i turn around again now they're coming up on us and i look forward by the time i turn around again boom they freaking ran the car that we're in. I almost went into the front seat. That's how far, that's how hard they hit us. So they hit us. We're both cars. They pull up beside us and I see them like coming up on the side out of my like peripheral. So I'm like, like what the fuck is going on? Right. So they get up right next to us. The window in the front rolls down. Two guns come out. Pop, pop, pop. Like instantly I'm under the front passenger seat, like literally trying to crawl up under a fucking gap this big. Right. And I'm hearing like the bullets, they're going ding, phew, ding, phew, ding. And you can hear them like coming through the air right next to you. So I'm freaking out. Like I'm in shock, I'm sure. But now looking back, I was pretty freaky situation. So they stopped the gunshots stopped. Uh, we, I, I don't know. We ended up all getting up from, you know, being hiding out cause the, the shots stop. And I'm thinking they're going to come back and finish us off. Like right. there's, you know, they don't know that if they killed us all or not. So they didn't come back. So we get out of the car I, before we didn't know if they were going to come back. I'm getting out of the car. I'm army crawling to the wood line off the fucking road. Cause I don't want them to come back. Right. 
So, um, so then we attend, we go over to Rob, he's bleeding everywhere. Like he's been shot like six or seven times. Like he, where he was holding the steering wheel with his arm, he got shot in the wrist. So his wrist is like hanging by tendons. Like there's still smoke coming out of his body from the bullets, like burning him. Right. So we all pull him out on the ground and you know, I don't know if we didn't have cell phones or what, we didn't know what to do. So he, He's on the ground. Me and Kenny are like, bro, don't die. Don't die, bro. We're going to get you help. We're going to get you help. Da, da, da. And he just like looks at us like, and you can just see the life coming out of him. And he's like, tell my mom I didn't go out like no bitch and fucking just died with his eyes open looking at us. And I was like, bro, so we're on the side of the road. This dude, like, like our friend just freaking died. We're freaking out. So I'm running down the road. Like there's houses, but like I said, we're in the middle of nowhere. So these houses are spread out. You got one half a mile up the road. You got another. So I go to the first house that I see and I'm banging on the, the front door and I'm like, call the fucking cops. My friend just died. And they look out the window on their front door. I'm covered in blood because right. I just, you know, he's been shot and they're like, okay. <laughs> and they right. don't answer the door. So the cops come Right when they get there, like, we're all fucked up, right? Now, now the alcohol and the Xanax are hitting. So me, Kenny, and Candace were all pretty, like, to where we couldn't even answer questions. That's how messed up we were. So they took us all down to the uh, Hernando County, like, uh, police station, right? And this is crazy about my story because when I talk about, like, even on my channel, when I tell my story sometimes, sometimes I, I, get, I don't like doing it because I feel like I'm glorifying what I did, right? And this is one of these moments, like, that I did some shit I'm not proud of, right? So we're in the police station. I'm waking up, starting to get sober. They're doing the same thing. Kenny's being interrogated. They tried to interrogate me, but I couldn't even like, I was just so out of it. They were like, nah, put him back in the cell. So I slept a little more while I'm waking up and I'm hungry. I don't know why I'm in jail. You know what I mean? It's not jail, but it's kind of yeah, the you're same. You're being detained, right? Right. So we're like, I start bucking. So I start kicking the door of the room we're in. I'm like, yo, get us some food. Like, why are we here? And they're like, don't you want to help us catch who killed your friend? And I was like, I don't know who killed our friend. Like, I didn't know who this kid was at this time. So I guess Kenny knew the kid. So he gave them the kid's name. They go to the kid's house. He doesn't answer the door. They find him in the attic, right? So they arrest him. They bring him to jail. The minute he gets to jail... He gets on the phone with his three co-defendants that were in the car when he shot. And he's like, hey, go throw the, the gun in the ocean. Get rid of it. <laughs> on right? a police phone? We're on the jail phone. Oh, bro. yeah. So it's so, recorded. Yeah, so not, he's an idiot. Yeah, right. not too smart. So they track who he called. They find out. They wait. They, like, stake them out. And they know where they're going to throw the gun away. So they're already there. And when they do it, they arrest them. And then they get charged with... Uh, he was charged with three counts of attempted murder for, on me, Kenny, and Candace. He was charged with first-degree premeditated murder on Rob because he went out when the fight was going yeah. on. So he's in jail. They catch the co-defendants, and we're now still in the police station. So the lady had left, like one of the little secretaries there, went to Publix to get us subs because we were starving. So they bring us in this room, right? It's like a waiting it's like a, a lunch break room for all the detectives and all the people that are working in the police station. So we're sitting at a table like this and we're waiting on the lady to come in to bring us our food. And there's this jug in the middle of the table. It's like a cut off milk jug, right? And it has like paper labeled around the jug. And it says, this is for officers, families 
who died in the line of duty. Like, you know, it was around, it was December when all this shit was going on. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I reach in, I pick out an envelope and there's like a hundred dollars in cash in this envelope. And there's like 10 envelopes. So I'm going in each envelope and taking out the cash and Candace is sitting across the fucking table from me. Right. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm yeah. like, when we get out, we're going to go to Bush Gardens. I was like, I'll buy you. And I'm what just. What the fuck? Yes. You're, you're ju- are you, were you just because of, of the fucking Xanax or you're just yeah. out of it? Yes. Or you're just. That was like, I mean, I don't really know what provoked me to do that. Like such a shitty ass thing. But right. I had to be like pissed off on Xanax in the police station. I didn't commit a crime. Well, I mean, technically I did. But you know what I'm saying? So I was just like. I was just like, man, fuck them. Basically. What did you? What com- crime did you commit at that time? Well, I mean, I mean as far, like as, fighting and shit like that, but I didn't get caught for that. So I mean, I yeah, was, but to me, it's like I, I got to get out of the bar. I'm trying to leave. To me, yeah. grabbing a weapon and going in the parking lot, I have to get to my car. Like I don't see that that's a like I have to get to my car. Yeah, I need we to were be armed. put in like, a position. Right. That's not that's like, not me doing any. That's me protecting myself, trying to get to a vehicle. Right. Like it's not like I went out to go brawl. I'm trying to get the car and leave. You guys yeah. are trying to stop me. You know, people are fucking hitting, you know, they've, they've got guns. They've Bro, got, yeah, I can't like, imagine being charged for It was like a fucking that. movie, man. So we're in there, man. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm telling her, like, just chill. And I'm on probation at this time, right? Now, not to mention I'm on probation. I'm in the police station and I'm taking these donations out of this milk thing. But I have an eighth of weed in my sock. And they've been, both the Kenny and Candace are like, Bro, flush it when right. we're in the cell. And I'm like, nah, man, like, that's what I mean about, like, my mind state then to where it is now. Like, now when I tell the story, I sometimes I don't because if it shows, like, what a scumbag I was. You right. know what I mean? So, but things have changed, luckily. So, we're in the police station. I didn't get caught for taking the money. She brings back the subs. And then the car had to be held for, like, invest where they shoot the lasers yeah, through the yeah. bullet holes. So we didn't have a car. The lady drives us all the way home. We get home. We smoke the weed that was in my sock. And the next day we go to Bush Gardens, right? So all this <laughs> so all this shit is going on now with this fucking case, right? And because we're, we're witnesses to, like, a murder, even though right. I don't know the guy who actually did it, I was, you know, they still wanted me to go on the stand. So now this is, like, a year and a half later. I'm living in Ocala with some chick. This case has been, he's been fighting this case. The guy that, you know, the murderer the, the right. that shot my friend. So it, it finally comes to a head and the trial is going to begin. So I was still fucking doing whatever the fuck I wanted, living like an idiot. And so the day of the trial, I'm like, like, I'm nervous because I got to go to a trial and I don't really know anything. Right. So I take a bunch of Xanax and a bunch of Vicodin. Right. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. I need to be <laughs> on know, the stand. Bro. I need to be on the stand in front of the jury and a judge and a US attorney or, and, and a state attorney fucked up. Right. Yeah, it wasn't too right. When I got there, even like Kenny and Candace were like, bro, you're done. Like if you go up there like that. So, and I, you know, when you're like that, you don't you think you're normal. And, right. You know, so. They call me, I go up there and like, right when I got up there, like his attorney, he got like one of the best attorneys. So he was a beast. So like he could flip everything I said. So I was getting mad and he's like, well, what were you doing at the club at midnight? And I was like clocking hose, bro. Why else? And I'm talking all this shit. Right. So the judge is like, I'm going to hold you in contempt. Right. He keeps threatening me. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So I get off the stand. I walk out right when I walk out of the double doors in the courtroom. Boom. They arrested me. I had a warrant and I didn't even fucking know it. 
out of another county, right? Right. So now they arrest me, and I had still had Vicodin on me. I'm in the they handcuff me in the front, sit in the cop car, eating the Vicodin before I get to jail, so I don't get a possession charge. So I get to jail, Hernando County Jail. They bring me into booking. They put me in a booking cell. I'm sitting there for like an hour or two hours or some shit. And you hear like the transports coming in, you know, from booking and shit from other jails and court and all that. So the kid that shot my friend is now standing outside my cell and they're about to pop the door to bring him in from court, not knowing like were that you were just on the stand testifying uh, against him. Well, yeah, or as far I, as he can, as far as he knows, right. you just got, in my trial, you just got on the stand. Right. And I, and, and when you, when you say that, so after all this was over, man, like, you know, it had to have been like 20 years later. I, there was somebody that was like knew about all this shit and reached out and called me a snitch right. because I had to go to the trial and testify, but I never testified to who you, did it, why they did it. I didn't, didn't know, know that. Yeah. Right. So, But the crazy thing is, man, is like, especially like with, you know, people and the snitch thing and and all that, which I never snitched on the kid. If I knew who did it, I would have though. And that, and that's the crazy part because people will say you're a snitch, but that same person that says that, if you put them in a car with their best friends and a guy kills their best friend, you better believe they're going to say something. That's how all you're either a scumbag. You're a scumbag. If you do, if you're a scumbag, if you don't like that, you just, you're fucking just murdered my best friend. I'm supposed to say nothing. Yeah. In cold blood too. It wasn't like he shot at him first. You know what I mean? So I, I mean, I just say that because, you know, we're talking and then people, you know how people are. Uh, People are going to say stupid shit. Yeah. So, um, yes. In the comments. Yeah. I know, bro. It's crazy. So yeah. So where was I at? (laughs) Uh, you, the door was about to pop. You're about to go. Oh in. yeah, yeah. So the so he's standing out there, and I'm standing up like whatever. We're like gonna get it on when, when the doors pop. And the guy behind the booking counter was like, "No," he's like, "They're co-defendants. They can't be in the same cell together, right?" So I end up bonding out. Was that the other guy a big guy or? Yeah, yeah, he was big. Well, I'm 18 at this time. He's right. like 26, so I'm a little skinny, you know, kid, and right. he's a he's a bigger dude. He'd already been to prison and everything, so. So yeah, it was, it was definitely, I mean, I was ready though. You know what I'm saying? But so what ended up happening at this trial, man, is that his co-defendants that were in the car, they all took lie detector tests to prove, I guess that what they were saying happened that night in the car was the truth. Right. Right. So all three of them, it was a guy, his girl and the girl that was dating to do the shot. So they all, when they took the stand, they, I guess they were getting like cross-examined or whatever. And they had said, well, if you think I'm lying, look at my lie detector test. I passed. Right. And immediately his lawyer stood up and was like okay. mistrial. Cause now everything that that person says has to be the truth because they passed the lie detector test. Right. Which that's not supposed to be. No, they're not allowed yeah. to, they're not, it's not lie detector tests aren't admissible as evidence in, in a court. Like the cops will use it as a tool to try and get right. you to, to, to try and get you to flip or cooperate or, or fuck you up during it, during an investigation, they'll try and say, look, you failed the lie detector. But as far as going into court, they can't bring up the lie detector. So if you fail the lie detector, they can't say, Hey, you, what you're saying is a lie. Cause you failed. Right. So, but so, and that's why like anytime I'm just saying this for clarification for, so people don't understand. Tell like, them how it is, Matt. So <laughs> what happens is like a witness, like you can't have a witness get on there and say, well, yeah, I'm telling the truth. Like I, I, I passed my lie detector. They're not allowed. It's, it's inadmissible. The right. judge every time will be like, you know, strike that. And then he'll tell the jury to disregard. But we know it still looks bad. 
Yeah. We, you know, they, they, like they don't want like the pro, the um, defense attorneys will stand up every time and say, whoa, 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 mistrial, 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 because now they've heard it. And the judge will say, well, I'll tell them to disregard. Well, they still heard it. Right, exactly. So, so they're like tainting the jury, basically. Yes. So right. that's, so what, because of that shit that happened in court, he had a first degree premeditated murder, three counts of attempt to murder, felon in possession of a firearm, whatever else he had, and he got 15 years. Fuck for murder. Yeah, bro. All because so they, of that they, shit that happened. Did was, they take a plea? Like, did they come to them yeah, and say, yeah. look, okay, we're just going to offer you a plea? Like, they were trying to give him what, like life or 30 years? They were trying to go for the death in the beginning. Oh, okay. But they were saying, now they're saying, fuck, it's gone so bad. We either have to retry him right. or just offer him a fucking plea. So yep. he took 15 years. Yeah. What are you doing 15 years in the state? 12? I mean, it depends on the sentencing, but yeah, you do like 12, 13, I think, somewhere right. around there, 12 and not 13. So plus a few, six months, uh, maybe a year of halfway house. So, Whatever, yeah, right? It's still a long. I mean, it's long, but not for. It's long, not but for not for charges. murder. Fuck, I did that, and I fucking filled out some paperwork. I mean, you know, I the know that that's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, it's. But um, yeah, okay, so, so, so he goes to prison, and I continue living my fucked up life, right? Um, and like when, now when I tell the story, you know, and I'm sure some people listening have been in situations, but like really what that, like when that happened in my life, like I didn't really, it didn't really hit me that like my friend just got shot six times or seven. I forget in the car I'm in, I was almost shot and killed. Right. So like when that happened, I was just kind of, it kind of was like, I didn't, it didn't affect me until like later on when like I started really like understanding all the shit that I had been through and done. Yeah. Look, when you're, you know, this is the thing when you're like a teenager, like you're, you're basically, you're like a psychopath. I mean, you know, they, they, you know what I'm saying? Like mentally things don't, they're not, and they're not registering. Like you don't like that whole idea that they charge like kids as adults. It's like, like, but he's not an adult. His mind does. He's not thinking like he, you're not maturing until you're basically in like your, your late twenties before you start to realize, Hey, there's, like I literally used to say, if I got into a car accident because I used to work out all the time, if I got into a car accident, I would just brace myself against the fucking <laughs> steering wheel. I mean, it's like, are you stupid? Yeah, like, but at that can, age, you are. You right? Can you? So you think that if you have an impact at sixty miles an hour, that basically it's like trying to bench press fourteen hundred pounds? You really think, nah, bro? I can brace myself. Are you? You're an idiot. Like yeah, this you're just, an you, idiot. <laughs> you just think you're. You know, I'm driving 140 miles an hour on 75 in my in a Mustang GT. You know, I mean, just like, what are you? I look now and I'm yeah, like, you're gonna. I die. get nervous going 80. <laughs> I'm going 80 and I get nervous. Like yeah. it's it's ridiculous now that, that you know you just don't understand the ramifications of what you're doing at that age, and especially if drugs are involved, and you're yeah. fucked. Like, and you're, that's you're, how it was for me, man. Like I didn't. I don't know, man. It's like the consequences didn't seem as big as they do now. You know right. what I mean? It's almost like, well, whatever happens, happens. And I'm just glad I don't live like that anymore. You know what I mean? You live in day by day, not knowing like, right. Uh, it's just a crazy life, man. So, so you want to plug the channel? But yeah, so if you want to hear more about my story and you want to check out my channel, I'd really appreciate that. It's DOCTV813 on YouTube, prison content. I interview uh, ex-felons that have been in prison to come on to share their story. Just trying to spread a positive message. So if you like that, go subscribe to that channel.
All right, I appreciate you guys watching. If you like the video, do me a favor and hit the hit the uh, subscribe button, hit the bell so you get notifications. Share the videos to all your friends and family. Leave a a comment in the uh, comment section for the algorithm. And if you want to watch the video two or three times and watch all the commercials, <laughs> that would be great too. I appreciate it and see you.